0: j-rod concerts family hello we meet again this is your host this and every episode jamie rodriguez great amazing talent we have for you guys today i mean a melodic superstar nashville based but he's been on playlists all over the world he's on satellite radio cranking up the hits on dance radio indie pop his name ladies and gentlemen is Mokita real name, John Luke Carter, and he's got a unique ability to just blend huge pop hooks with outstanding production like nobody else. Really a creative tour the force in Nashville and beyond, guys. And uh, yeah, he writes, he produces and features his own vocals on his own tracks. I mean, he's got lots, lots, lots of hit singles that when you listen to them, you may recognize him, or you will start bopping to them because they are incredible hits such as Clear Eyes, Love Alone and many more. Uh, and yeah, just a great conversation with Mokita. He joins us from his parents' house in Western North Carolina, where, where he goes on creative retreats. And he opens up about, you know, the importance of gratitude, his creative journey, um, you know, his background in athletics, how he's influenced uh, the way he makes music now. And just a wonderful, wonderful conversation with Mokita uh, left us with our heart full, that's for sure. And it's, it's an artist you ought to know. So we hope you guys enjoy Mokita here. If you are new to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, we do welcome you. We have a really cool newsletter that goes out every Friday or so. It's the five new songs you need to know. Easy to unsubscribe. You can uh, register at jrodconcertsmedia.com. So without further ado, guys, let's get on with it with Mokita on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. yo john luke carter Wakita. <laughs> <laughs> how's it going man look at you man how you doing i'm doing great how are you man I'm doing great i gotta tell you i'm a fan i mean when did oh, you first release love alone what was that like 2018 dude i can't even remember was it i yeah. the, time flies bro i know that was like in the before times but that's when i first heard of you you know when love alone came out and i just remember thinking like man what is this melody and vocal combo like who is this person dude so thanks bro great to have you on the show og fan (laughs) og fan where are you coming to us
1: from john you know what's funny i'm actually i'm actually at my parents house right now um but i live in nashville tennessee but my parents live like outside Asheville, north carolina um that's where i am right now but based in nashville came out here to work on a had a couple things I had to take care of but um I love coming out here it's like in the middle of the mountains so it's a great it's a great getaway spot I'll come here and write music a bunch too and um so I come here quite a bit it's
0: beautiful lovely were you there last week when it snowed here in Nashville John
1: I was man that was
0: great yeah yeah good Pelter. for you we got yeah it was, f- it was great we, we, we got pelted a little bit. We got So what is the creativity for you right there in the mountains? How does that change a little bit, John? Are you, you know, by being in the North Carolina mountains? I mean, it's just, a
1: lot, I think a lot of it's just like you get the scenery. I, I grew yeah. up in the mountains, so I think there's something yeah. nostalgic about it. I just like, every time I come back, I feel like I can breathe a little bit easier. I don't know. You know, you, you live in a city, there's, you know, there's busyness, there's, everybody's hustling, everybody's always busy. You come back to the mountains, a small town where I grew up in, right. everything moves a little slower. And also nobody cares what I, what I'm doing here, which is nice Mm -hmm. because, you know, people want to know how, how I'm doing, but they don't really understand the music industry. They don't really understand what I'm doing. They just know that I (laughs) seem to like, they kind of don't really know how I make money. They're like, I don't really understand. So it's nice when I come back home, it's just like, there's no pressure. I can kind of work. I also just feel like I always get inspired here um, just because again, the views and uh, the small town vibes are just really great to, to work, write and work
0: with beautiful man beautiful but yeah I mean to introduce you to my audience I mean this you're an artist uh, who just puts out hit after hit I mean I mean listen to this let me just give here my audience a little quick sample of what you do man I mean look at this stuff like I mean that one is good but then you bring out the next one and they just keep getting better and better look at this see what I'm saying man one after another how about this one i love this one
1: hmm.
0: so good so many good songs man got all kinds of different vibes going on. <laughs> all kinds of different vibes man and uh, you know recently i mean you were going to tour uh in february with, yep. with slender and uh with slender bodies uh i think i think that got affected like like many plans there yep. uh john that's been going on is, is that I guess what I'm, what I want to ask is that still as frustrating as it was in early 2020, or is it more like you can cope with it better? You kind of like a more overview. You know, I think for a lot
1: of people, it's been really difficult. I, because I didn't start, you know, when I first started doing the Mokita project, I had already done some artist stuff in the past and singer songwriter stuff. And had kind of gotten a little bit burnout doing that. So when I came back to doing the artist thing, I wasn't actually touring at first. It was mainly just like, I wanted to create a outlet to put out music. So for me, you know, I just recently started getting back into like, oh, I want to go out and play these songs live. But we have had, I think we've had, I want to say four, four different tour dates now, either moved or canceled. Um, yeah. it, it's frustrating the fact that you, you get prepared for it. You know, you're going through rehearsals, you're getting everything set up and then it gets moved. I would say for me, the way that I look at it is like, it gives me more time to create music. So I always try to find a positive in it. It's like, it is a bummer that it's getting pushed back, but at the same time, that gives me more time to create more music. So there's always a there's always a positive way to look at it, I think. But yes, yeah. frustrating for sure. Anytime, anytime something changes and you're mentally prepared for something, ready to play shows, ready to sell merch, ready to meet the fans, that's always tough.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hold on. I think you broke up. Yeah, but but I love the way you're creating, you know, like finding the bright side out of it. Cause that's, that's key right there, John. And, and let me ask you about your beginning because it's so cool and interesting. And you talked, you're in North Carolina, obviously you grew up in Western really? North Carolina in Sylvia, your dad, your dad was a pastor. Yep. Uh, yep. But music was yep. all around you. I, re- I mean, like piano, guitar, you almost were like a fish in sea of music from early on. Right, John?
1: Ab- yeah, absolutely, man. So yeah, I grew up, grew up in the church um and so it was immediately thrown into music I started taking piano lessons when I was about six years old something like that hated it did not like it but my parents kind of were like keep going keep going was kind of my, my so the reason that I got kind of like baited into keep doing piano lessons is my grandparents were paying for it so they were kind of like you know your grandparents are paying for it so you kind of got to do it so I felt bad so it's like all right I guess I'll keep doing it so that's kind of how I got pushed into doing it and then I would say after about like five or six years of taking piano lessons, I actually started really falling in love with with music. And so I started playing a lot of the music that I was listening to. That's kind of what got me really hooked on music. And then around 11 or 12, I started, I picked up the guitar. And that's when things like kind of just took off for me um, with the guitar. But I also sing in like choir. And so I had, my mom's a singer. Um, My dad plays guitar. He was like a youth leader for a while, sings. So music music was always around. It was always in the family. My 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 parents loved like Chicago and Boston and all those old stuff and so yeah. that's kind of I was always around it.
0: So that's kind of what got me thrown in there. I love that you mentioned those bands cuz I was going to ask you. I mean the melody aspect of you, John, because, I mean, I, I'm in Nashville, too. I'm based out of the Gulch. And, you know, obviously, everyone is, like, singer-songwriter and that whole thing, yeah, but yeah. you have such an unc- uncanny feel for melody. I can't think of many current artists that have such an understanding of melody like you do. Oh, thanks, man. Are, are, are this, like, Chicago? Like, are this, is this where, like, all this understanding came from? Because that that is special. That is another level.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, that's a great question. You know, I guess I haven't really thought too in depth about it but if I'm looking back the bands that really that I latched onto were all super melodic driven bands like the songs that I I always kind of like latched onto were were like hooks that I was like man that's amazing I can't get that out of my head so like one big one for me was like Def Leppard they always had they had just hook after hook after hook it was all hooks like the verse was a hook the pre was a hook the chorus was a hook and so like Those bands, Chicago's the same way. So David Foster, who did a lot of that stuff, he's the same way. Like every melody is a hook. So I fell in love with that type of songwriting from a very early on. So lyrics actually came after that. I was main melody, which you kind of alluded to, which you can kind of hear. Melody was always like, I always loved the melody. And then I had to figure out how to write lyrics later because melody was easy for me. I was always on the piano trying to find out different melodies that were hooky or like were catchy and so that was easy and then I also got into like you know the singer-songwriter thing John Mayer, Jason Mraz, um, all these guys that were also big melody guys so John Mayer's obviously melodies are amazing too so I fell I fell in love with guys that were really strong melody um, and then I kind of went from that to like high school I was like more like in the love the pop punk stuff so right. I got around there and like a lot of bands were like taking Back Sunday and all these other bands were like big on melodies too. So I always chased the melody. It was always just like the melody was the thing that, that drew me in. Um, and like I said, the lyric kind of came later um, for me when I kind of, when I moved to Nashville was when I came more in love right. with lyrics.
0: Man, that's fantastic. Fantastic. We can't wait to see where where, where you keep going, but let's go right. uh, Let's go back uh, right before you started college. If you don't mind, smoky mountain, smoky mountain high school. Yeah. You know, you you were a really great basketball player. I mean, you were like varsity, you know, you know, stats all over, man, a leader, what traits from your athletic days? Like, are you still carrying with you in the music industry today? That's a great question, man. So I'll say, I'll say this basketball. So when we were,
1: when I was a freshman, we lived in Virginia, um and, and i had played on the varsity team it was like a big deal for obviously as a kid it's like a huge deal i felt you know like i felt like i was really doing something I was like man this is great i'm really killing it yeah you felt
0: like lebron or something i did man
1: freshman and it. sophomore freshman and sophomore year was at was at this school in virginia did really well me and this coach me and the coach had this really special bond and a great coach my my parents moved, I finished out the season sophomore year and moved in junior and senior year I started playing for this other school, me and the right. coach, uh, not did not see eye to eye would did not get along. And so I had to immediately the thing that I love so much immediately felt kind of like threatened. So that taught me, man, that taught me so much about actually the music industry, too. I, I was I felt like I came from somebody who like really accepted me and then came from somebody went to another coach that felt like got rejected. So that actually was huge for me because that was really hard. I I felt like I couldn't do anything right. There was a lot of rejection. The thing that I love felt like like it was going to get taken away from me. So that actually was really helpful going into the music industry, which is sure. also a super brutal industry and having to learn with rejection. And so that, dude, that taught me a ton. Um, and also to not time, get too high,
0: right? Kind of like staying level field.
1: Exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. So so that was huge in that aspect. And then as far as like athletically too, man, like I still love, I haven't played basketball in a minute, but I yeah. love sport like that i love staying active and all that stuff so that stuff stayed with me you know i love yeah. i've done some triathlon stuff um i've done some half marathon stuff you know i enjoy competition still and i think i enjoy the competition against myself too in music of like all right i'm gonna write this song i want to write a better song or i can make this better so that competition aspect of sports has stayed with me for sure in music
0: yeah man that's epic that's epic, and. Great answer, and man, I, I I could talk to you for seventeen hours. But let me ask deal, you, bro. Thanks, man. But let me ask you, you know, before college as well. I, th- I thought this was a great thing because you record your debut album, right? Rearview Memories. Oh yeah, and I love uh, that. You, I love that you have that info. That's that's wild. Oh, absolutely, man. It's an interesting piece of work. I mean, because you're so young, but like you already understand that mistakes are like part of life, and, totally. and that's and that's why we grow, like. Like John, there's people who like die like of old age and they never understand this. And here you are, fresh-faced kid, and you're already thinking about these themes. Like, how do you look back? How do you look back at this? I mean, it's that was like 13 years ago. How do you look back at at, at this album now? Oh man, that's
1: so funny. You know, my my friends. So I did that. I did that album here, at my my hometown, and I have friends still that I'll jump in the car with them, and they'll it'll be playing. And I'm like, dude, turn, turn this off, man. Come on. Was like seventeen, um, but you know what, man? I look back at a lot of those songs, and I hear as much as much as it, is, it makes me cringe. I look back at all those songs, and I was writing about things that I didn't totally, I hadn't even really gone through yet. I just knew other you know artists. Amazing. And, yeah, you know, it was like I was writing about things that I didn't really totally understand yet. Some of it I did, you know, heartbreak, like love. I I understood that at seventeen. I went through heartbreak. I went through breakups, and so those things are a part of life, you know those that's just a part of life so th- those things i look back and i'm like man yeah i had already experienced some of those things but i do when i look back at those songs i hear some melodies and some things that i'm like man that was that was good like that's some good stuff in there i mean that's most of it yeah. I, I cringe when i listen to just because you know <laughs> you know how much I've, got, I've obviously gotten better and like grown as an artist and a songwriter right but right. some of that stuff i look back and i'm like i hear the transition from where it went i'm like yeah that that sounds like i would do some of that stuff now some of those melody Absolutely. choices and so, yeah, it, it is cool to look back on some of the stuff that where you started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally, John. And, you know, you're obviously so centered and the audience must be like, wow, this guy's so centered. And yes, it's true. One of the reasons why, like, Nashville loves you and your fans love you also is like, you know, you put a lot of emphasis on things like gratitude. And, and there's this one thing, for example, you started last year, you started writing down five things that you were grateful yeah. for each morning man what a beautiful concept tell us a little bit about where this came from like and and, and how that's kind of like changed the way you look at every day mm, totally that's a great question you know my um that was something
1: that uh, my dad had had kind of suggested us do me and my brother so I have, I have two brothers and a sister all younger and uh that was something that we had just kind of randomly talked about doing and I just felt like I was getting so caught up in success And money and just all these things that were around me that I was just felt like I was just ungrateful for a lot of the things that uh, I had. And so it was just one of those things where I was just like, one of my friends had recommended it too. I had a couple people that told me they had started doing that. I don't remember if it was exactly like five things, it might have been a different version of that. But what I took from it was like, all right, I'm just going to start doing five just like super simple things that I'm thankful for. And that kind of evolved into, um, yeah. And then I started posting it. The only reason I started posting it is because it helped me so much. I was just like, I think other people would benefit from doing this. It oh, just absolutely. helped put things in perspective too. Even if it was as simple as like, man, I'm like thankful for like that. I get to drink a cup of coffee in the morning. There's just oh, certain sure. things that, I, that I feel like we just wake up and we take for granted. We just go, we just hustle and we just get after it. And we forget all the things that
0: we have to be thankful for. Well, you have to train yourself because I was talking about this uh, with, with someone the other day. Like our brains are made for survival, so absolutely. we're always like, like neurologically, we're like primed to look for what's wrong so we can survive. Absolutely. So we have to actually like train ourselves to look at uh, the good things. So that's a beautiful exercise.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think too, like keeping a little that little book that I have, just like going back and looking at the things from like previous days or months, and like seeing that also just helps you move forward and be like, man, look at all these things that I've had to continually be thankful for. Obviously there's ups and downs, but um, man, there's,
0: we have a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, listen, John, you, yeah, you've been so good with your time. Thank you so much. Let me Dude. leave you with this. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Let me leave you with this. I mean, every time you mention the name Mokita in Nashville or, and you know, in, in, in the artistic community, people people smile and people get light. You've collaborated with people like Goldhouse, with Voss, with Mark Evans. I mean, you just kind of like leave light everywhere and, and people just love you. Tell us a little bit about like, you know, just th- the community aspect and you connecting with people and, and, and yeah, and all these beautiful connections you've made.
1: Totally, man. You know, I... I love Nashville because um, the whole thing, I think when I moved there originally, it was like, I want to chase after this dream of music, I want to be a songwriter, and I want to be right. an artist, I want to be all these things, but now over the last, especially over the last year, I've seen my place in Nashville, just like the community is almost more important to me than the success, the, the chasing of the success, I've just built so many good relationships, so many good friends, and building, you know, building my friends up, and then building me up, and Um, that collaboration aspect has been huge for me. Cause like, I think a lot of times I was doing stuff on my own. I was in my bedroom by myself. I was wanting to do all this stuff by myself. And it was kind of a lonely thing. And then bringing these people in and doing stuff together, man, it's just, it's just, that's why I love Nashville, man. It's just, everybody, everybody has been very like kind to me. And in turn, it makes me want to be kind to other people that are up and coming and coming up in Nashville. I just feel like the sense of, oh, you need help with this? I'll help you. It's not like, oh, you need help with this? Like, what are you going to give me? Right. Like there's, right. There's Which this... is like
0: that a little bit in other cities, I think. Absolutely. In other yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so, man, I, I love that about Nashville. And that's a great point that you bring up. Absolutely. Well, John Luke Carter, you've said it all for today, man. What an Dude. artist, Makita. Man, we look forward to catching you on the road eventually and look forward to what's next for you.
1: Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. Let's Let's do it again. Absolutely. Take care, man. All right, bro. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.